looks like people are having sex on the front. <laughs> no. Oh, she's standing, standing next to the person. It looked like she was on top of the she's person. She's laying hands, standing over. Gently laying. Laying down. Yeah. All right. On this podcast, we share our experiences through the energetic practices that have changed our lives. Our mission is to encourage you to explore and experiment on your healing journey to find what works best for you. Thanks for listening. And now for the show. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Is This Shit Legit? Is This Shit Legit? Sorry, that's my part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am High Vibe Heather here with my co-host. Carrie M. And we are excited today to talk to you about Reiki. This is another one of the credentials that Heather has collected in her learnings. We've determined that I am also a certification slut. (laughs) Which I then said she's a slut for life. Slut for life. Loud and proud though. Be proud of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good. It's good because it means that you a know a lot about a lot of things, which is great. I love having that wealth There's of knowledge. For knowledge, exactly, and it's right in front of me, so I get to be like, "Wait, how does that work? What is this? <laughs> Where did that come from?" But also, it helps you. I'm sure it's like a major benefit to you to learn all these different things. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of the point of the show, isn't it? Yeah. It's like to explore all these different options so that you can have a huge toolbox. Yeah, that's why I do it because. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear something new, I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. I want to learn about it. And then it is just part of my toolbox of resources that I then use in all my client sessions. Mm -hmm. I can move from, yeah, energy healing to human design to working with the unconscious mind and all these different things. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. See, I feel like I'm you, but light. (laughs) Slut for life, light. (laughs) I'm like a prude for life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> prude maybe isn't the right word what's for like uh like above the waist only for life oh, okay okay <laughs> well what I mean is that uh I love to learn about all sorts of different things but I think I get maybe bored quicker than you mm. do so I can't imagine like sitting through all of those certifications and stuff like there's a few that I have there's a handful that I've said so I've got coaching and I've got EFT there's probably a handful of others that I forgot about at this point yeah but like normally I will do like a deep dive with a person over like the, a month or so I'm gonna like really look into something and learn about it and then I'm gonna move on to something else and so it usually comes across in conversation later where I'm like, I know at some point I was learning about something where <laughs> like where it's talking about how our bodies do this thing and it comes across all very vague, but like the knowledge is like in there, but I'm not an expert in it. That's all right. There's the novice and then there's you know somebody who wants to take it deeper. I read something recently. It was a perfect example of what I was just talking about. You know, the jack of all trades. Yeah, master of none. Master of none. <laughs> According to the internet, the rest of that quote, I'm not going to remember it correctly, is Jack of all trades is a master of none, but it's like often better than a master of one. So it's actually saying like a Jack of all trades can be a more valuable person to have in your life than a master of one. Yeah. I mean, if you need somebody to be able to do everything at a very (laughs) surface level. (laughs) Well, what I found too, this is such a tangent. We'll get into Reiki soon. I promise (laughs) But I found too, my dad was very much like this. He was the kind of person that like, maybe bullshitter isn't the right word, 
but it's like a really good estimator. So like we collect, and I, I get this from my dad, we collect a lot, a lot of knowledge mm. on like tons of little topics, but not like in-depth knowledge. So then when someone is like, hey, that's weird. Why would it happen like that? We have like a thousand different uh, data points to be like, well, I know this works like that. So maybe it'd be something similar to whatever. And we can yeah. give a really good answer to a question that we don't really know a lot about. I'm not saying we're always right. Yeah. Sometimes we're wrong, but it's usually, and I mean, my dad doesn't always make the point to say that he can be wrong, but I'm like, I would think it might happen like this, you know, because yeah. of these things I know. So it just like makes for really good estimations. That's pretty cool. Does that make so sense? Does that mean you're really good at trivia? Yes. Because I <laughs> suck at trivia. I'm so good at trivia. <laughs> I know a lot about, a little about a lot of stuff, which I think is the trivia mind, right? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. Anyway, let's dig into Freaky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's start out with like, what's your experience with Reiki? I have a really fun story. I was thinking yeah. about it before you came over. So the first time, and I honestly, I don't even know if this is Reiki. Okay. But I think it is. I believe it was. It was so long ago. So America's Next Top Model. Oh, you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, I love this show. No, I don't know where you're going. (laughs) Do you remember Jade? Oh, I remember that name. And I watched that season, but she was one of the first TV reality villains ever. One of the first. I'm sure she wasn't the first, but she's one of the first like reality show competitors that everybody hated on that everyone was like this person is the devil (laughs) if you remember the this is not america's next best friend scene from america's next top that is jade okay okay (laughs) so anyway i'm like i don't know 12 years old 13 years old watching america's next top model problematic i know but jade's mom when they did like the family can come in towards the end jade's mom came and I believe she was a Reiki practitioner. Oh, what? And so Jade laid down and her mom was like waving her hands all over her face, but not like touching her, but like around yeah, yeah, yeah. her body and stuff. And Jade was like, oh, I feel so refreshed or whatever. And I was like, what in the fuck am I watching right now? Yeah, yeah. What is this thing? I've never heard of it. And now every time I hear about Reiki, I think about Jade. That's Reiki and Jade are forever so linked in my mind. Because <laughs> at 12 years old, watching America's Next Top Model. Hating on Jade. And honestly, like, if I went back and watched the season, I bet she's, like, a perfectly reasonable human. But, like, <laughs> we just were, like, trained to hate her because we love to hate people. Well, <laughs> I mean, it makes a good story. Right? It yeah. Does. We're it addicted to drama. So that's my first experience with Reiki, okay. was watching Jade get reiki by her mom. Interesting. God, what a... After that, I'm honestly... I can't remember when it got reintroduced to my life because obviously like that was my very first inkling of it and then it went probably like a decade before I really heard anyone talk about it again and I'm gonna have to think on that as to when when it actually got introduced to me as an adult how about you oh yeah so it was 2018 and I was at a yoga retreat in Mexico and somebody there introduced me to the idea of Reiki and I was like what is that Mm -hmm. so interested and like really piqued my curiosity so I went home and I googled energy healing and so I found one in Madison Wisconsin which is where I was living at that time and um, I went in saw her for a year I had like a weekly standing appointment and it was freaking incredible I loved it it's was really amazing every time she finished a session I felt like I was floating 
it just helped me to like release a lot of emotions that had mm -hmm. been stored in my body, made me feel lighter. So then fast forward to moving to Portland, I didn't see her anymore. And I was really wanting to continue that practice. And so I was trying out different practitioners and I just couldn't find that sweet spot. You know, I just had such a great experience with her. And so I decided to get my certification, learn how mm -hmm. to do it myself. So I started down that path and did the Reiki one and two. And then I was actually content with that. I wasn't planning on moving further with it. But then my intuition told me, it just kept coming back into my mind. And I was like, yeah. just kind of resisting it. Like, I don't really need that. But it just kept reappearing, reappearing. And so then um, I sought out someone to teach me the Reiki master and, and did that. And that was a really cool experience. So I'm glad I did it. But yeah, that's my journey. Do you currently Reiki. practice it in any way as a practitioner? Or Yeah. So I did have a space I was renting where I could do in-person sessions. And that was really great to get to do the, the Reiki in person. Mm -hmm. You can do distance Reiki virtually, but it just, to me, it's not quite the same. It yeah. is something that I do include in all of my sessions just because I will like prepare myself for mm -hmm. a session with Reiki. And then I create like a, a bubble around the a container. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And fill that with Reiki energy so that it does come through, you know, impact the sessions I do with people, but uh, it's not the hands-on anymore. Right. Okay. So there's two things I want to talk about. Yeah. One, I want to know what Reiki energy is, but okay. before we get there, I want to give our listeners the overview of like, if you've never heard of Reiki, like what the hell are we talking about? Yeah. So let's start there. Okay. okay. And then I want to know what Reiki energy is. Perfect. So what is Reiki? So Reiki is a Japanese technique for stress reduction, relaxation that promotes healing. Mm -hmm. So the word Reiki is made up of two Japanese words, Rei, which means God's wisdom or higher power, and Ki, which is life force energy. So Reiki is actually spiritually guided life force energy. Okay. That's what it means. Okay. Yep. And do we have like a dating back to time yeah. frame? It was developed in Japan by a gentleman named Dr. Mikao Yusui. So it's from when you get your Reiki certification, it's like there's different lineages of it. I'm under the Yusui Reiki. So he actually developed the first Reiki practice. Mm -hmm. And this came to him actually back in 1914. So he was like a well-traveled man, highly educated. He traveled and learned in Europe. China, America, and he came back home to Japan and he fell on hard times, like both personally and in his business. And so he decided to go on this meditation retreat. So he mm -hmm. returned to Kurama, the holy mountain, where he received his Buddhist training. Okay. And he embarked on a 21-day meditation. And at the very end of it, the 21st day, he downloaded this Reiki practice. He described it as feeling this energy at the crown of his head, and then just this enlightenment of awareness of knowing this Reiki practice 
just the information all came to him. And then he went out and started practicing it with people in his home. I'm sorry, so, did you say what year this was? Where 19, are we in time? 1914. Okay, so this is like pretty recent. This isn't like yeah thousands of years ago, like yeah. a lot of the stuff we talk about. Yeah, so yeah, just over 100 years old now. Okay. Just a Reiki. So of course, you know, it's traveled right <laughs> across the world <laughs> We're now. We're not in Japan. And a lot of different people have taken it up and created different lineages of it and trained others. So that's the origins of it. Okay, so I've heard of like Reiki infused products, sprays, yeah. candles. I'm assuming that is along the same line of like what Reiki energy is. I've always been curious. Like you said, you make a bubble of Reiki energy, like in container, like a Clumian. What What's happening when you put Reiki energy into a space or a product? Yeah. Okay. So when a practitioner becomes trained in Reiki, they are attuned to this life force energy through a meditation. And at that time, they are guided through this meditation where you then are infused with this life force energy and you learn these specific symbols, which then help you to channel that energy through you. Different symbols have different meanings. There's one for mental and emotional well-being. There's one for distance healing. Distance as in location, but also distances and timelines. Mm. So going back to the past and healing something. And then there's the power symbol, which is just like amplifying the healing energy. Um, and then there's a the symbol for manifestation. Yeah, there's a, a number of different symbols. And I'm sure different lineages may have different symbols. Sure. But yeah, so you learn these symbols. So then when... Once you become a Reiki master, you don't necessarily need to draw the symbols with your hands anymore. The energy is just like infused into you and you're tuned to it. So you can just, you know, direct that energy towards physical things, mm -hmm. towards people, towards situations. And it's meant to promote a sense of health and well-being, much like, you know, any other energy healing practice promotes that relaxation so that we can go into a healing state. So this seems like it's more transactional than a lot of other energy healing things. Like a lot of other stuff is like, we're talking to you. We're trying to figure out like, you know, we're creating space in your body for you to heal in some way through sound or whatever. And this feels like it's like, I'm taking some of my energy and infusing it into you. Am I understanding that incorrectly or? Yeah, actually. So the practitioner becomes a channel for the energy. Mm -hmm. So you're not using your own personal energy. You're just channeling that life force energy from God, universe, the spirit, ether. the ether. Yeah. And you're directing it towards something. And so as a practitioner, when you give a healing, you're actually also receiving a healing as well. Mm -hmm. So it leaves you feeling also refreshed and relaxed and wonderful, just like your client. So mm -hmm. it's not like it's draining you in any way. Okay. So have you been, oh, I know you have, you said you've been a receiver of mm -hmm. Reiki, not just a practitioner. Yeah. So... What was your experience? Like, what do you go to Reiki for? What did you go to Reiki for? And do you feel like 
is it something that you are working on something specifically to heal or is it more just like going to a spa and getting like a nice massage where you're like, whoa, that perks me up? I went to Reiki with the intention of wanting to release a lot of like built up tension mm -hmm. and emotional energy. And so it helped me in doing that. So the way that it works, like as a, a recipient of it, mm -hmm. you're laying down on a table. If you're doing it in person, you're laying down on a table and then the practitioner is like laying on of hands. And that's like been around forever like mm -hmm. human touch laying of hands for healing purposes right and reiki is just a very specific way of channeling the energy of of touch mm -hmm. um, and so you're laying down the practitioner you know attunes to the reiki and lays hands on you in areas that correspond to where certain organs energy centers and the endocrine system glands are throughout the body. Mm -hmm. um, they also include arms and legs because that tends to be places where people also carry tension and stress in their body. And they hold their hands in these positions. They can either be directly touching you in a light fashion or hovering over you. Doesn't really matter. And then, you know, for a couple of minutes in each of these places, as they move throughout your entire body, promoting relaxation. And so like at a cellular level, uh, the energy is helping to clear things that have been trapped, mm -hmm. like traumas and... Or like maybe initiate movement of things? Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of describing it. Initiate movement. Yeah, mm -hmm. releasing blocks, clearing and balancing the chakras. What modalities does this pull on? Because I feel like everything has always connected, right? And it's like, this combines these things that we've learned, and this is from that practice. So, like, if you were to categorize Reiki, is it, like, pulling from astrology? It sounds like Buddhism, maybe, was it mixed in there in some way? Like, what, yeah. what like, practices does it come out of or use in order to be a thing? Well, the founder was of Buddhist origin, and so the Eastern practice of like the chakra system, mm -hmm. um, that's where it draws from that knowledge. And it's a way of directly impacting, impacting <laughs> the energy centers in order to release blockages and bring about healing. So you and I went to like a sound healing book reading Reiki thing yeah. over a year ago. And Des, our friend Des was there. She was doing Reiki on everyone. Yeah. She was kind of moving throughout the room. I did and Reiki was... master training with her. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. So she was moving out the room as like, you know, uh, Antha, another friend of ours, was doing sound healing and like singing bowls yeah. and stuff. And she would lay hands on people. And that actually surprised me because I didn't realize I, the only way I'd ever interacted with Reiki was the like hovering above. Like okay. I'd seen people like, which I always kind of, thought it was like aura work you know mm -hmm. like like the scene in friends where I know this isn't Reiki but the scene in friends like one of the first episodes Ross sits down all sad and Phoebe's like oh gross and she starts like picking stuff out of his aura uh, and he's like stop cleansing my aura that's so funny <laughs> but so that's how I kind of always equated Reiki is like you're picking things out of the aura or you're like cleansing someone's energy around them and so you don't generally touch your physical body 
And then when I was at that thing that I was just talking about, Des came and she like put her hands on my ankle. And I was like, why is she touching me? <laughs> I was perfectly comfortable with her touching me, but I was like, I didn't know Reiki did that. I just was confused. Like, wait a second, is this Reiki? So, but you said that doesn't matter. Yeah, it depends on the practitioner or the recipient, the comfort level. Mm-hmm. When I'm practicing Reiki on somebody in person, I do ask their consent before mm-hmm. I lay hands on them. I said, I explain like, this is what, is going to be happening are you okay with that right and if they say no which i haven't ever had anyone say no i mean generally if you've signed up for some sort of energy work you're assuming there's going to be touching but i mean obviously you have the right to say no at any point but then you can do the hovering technique Mm -hmm. but most people are okay with a light touch and so so am i just like totally misunderstanding that it's like help dealing with auric fields and like energy the energetic body i know it's all kind of connected but like Am I just like in the wrong direction? No, you're not. You're not in the wrong direction because it's all connected. Mm -hmm. So like moving into the body at the cellular level, but then moving outward, also impacting the entire aura. Mm -hmm. Because that one episode where we talked about the chakra systems, we talked about the different energy bodies. Mm -hmm. And so they're all exchanging information between one another constantly you know anything that impacts one layer is going to also impact the others so okay so another question a lot of times when I see Reiki being done they'll do things like picking stuff out of like your field (laughs) people who are listening like they'll like literally like pinch their fingers like in front of your face or around your body they're not pinching you they're like pinching the air around you and it's like picking things out or they'll like either mimic scissors or sometimes they'll have scissors or like a blade or whatever and they'll like cut cords and things and like grab what and like I don't want to say imaginary but like an invisible cord they'll grab and they'll like snip it to kind of like clear energy or space and I've always kind of wondered is there like something you're supposed to not me but as the practitioner is there something you're supposed to be like seeing or tapping into or you just kind of like mimicking motions or like what is happening here yeah that's more of like an intuitive type of practice Mm -hmm. where um some people do see visualizations of you know energetic things some people like will hear messages that say go here do this Mm -hmm. Um, and so those practitioners are then integrating those intuitive abilities those more like psychic type of abilities in their Reiki practice I don't have that skill not me I did not I don't do that yeah um, my my intuition works in different ways Mm -hmm. I'm more able to like read somebody's like energy and like emotionally or um, around like thoughts things like that but yeah I I am not one to see visions Mm -hmm. (laughs) so right yeah that always is so fascinating to me as well I'm like oh that's really cool I wonder what's happening there yeah (laughs) like what are you seeing that you're like because I've always wondered if they're like specifically pulling cords on that person that they're seeing or if it's just like a routine which can still be beneficial but it's just like the idea you know like we're giving you the the energy of we're cutting off cords or we're cutting out, we're taking off things you don't need and you're releasing can still be beneficial. Or if they're like specifically being like, I can see this one right here and that one right here. And they're like picking stuff out. But uh, it sounds to me like Reiki is a very 
malleable practice. It's a very personal to the practitioner and what what yeah. resonates for them. I agree because everybody has different capacities, like different gifts. Mm-hmm. And so when you become attuned to this type of healing, you're going to merge it with whatever gifts you already have. And it can actually help to heighten whatever gifts you have too with, mm-hmm. a, with more practice different things can come online for the practitioner. So yeah, it's really going to be, that's why when I had that one practitioner, I just loved mm-hmm. how she worked with me. And then I couldn't replicate that experience with somebody else. So I oh, decided the worst. Yeah. So I decided to do it myself. She had a very particular way of doing it that I really resonated with. Mm-hmm. But the other practitioners I had tried, I just, wasn't getting that. I do have a friend, Lindsay Hamilton. She's a really cool. She's an esthetician, also a Reiki practitioner. Uh-huh. And she does Reiki facials. And I actually really love going to see her. I well, who doesn't love a facial? Right. <laughs> she's somebody who can channel messages. Oh, cool. And so that's really cool. She can like read into your energy and through spirit channel messages and mm-hmm. like ask in-depth questions that you'd be like how did you know that or interesting so that's pretty cool I do like working with her so they say that a lot about like therapists is that you have to like shop around and find the right one right so yeah. you're not going to resonate with everybody just like in general life you don't always like everybody so you have to find the person who you feel comfortable with and who's working in a way that you feel is useful for whatever it is that you're wanting to work on I guess that's similar in Reiki is you want to find someone that resonates with you that you feel comfortable with and that you feel like their gifts, whatever their focus is, is useful for you. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to talk about by proxy, distance Reiki, because that is currently how Reiki is in my life is because I don't actually go to any in-person Reiki practitioners, but sometimes to help me sleep. Mm-hmm. I will put Reiki on YouTube. So my sister mm. is big into ASMR. And she was like, you really like this. You should listen to it. I don't necessarily love ASMR. It's not like my thing, but I'm not going to get into all of that. But while I was like Googling, because I had at this point when she was telling me about it, I'd never heard of it. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, people like scratch the microphone. <laughs> I was like, this sounds like a nightmare. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was Googling ASMR just to see, because she said I would like it. And this one Reiki practitioner came up and she kind of does like light ASMR while doing Reiki as a YouTube video, her name is Lunanate. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, L-U-N-E space I-N-N-A-T-E. Okay. So Lunanate. She's very cognizant of like, you can get whatever you want out of this session. If you just want someone who's calmly talking, that you can yeah. close your eyes to and you can go to sleep. That's fine. Like you can, you know, I'm here to offer these types of energies or these types of guidance. If you want them, if you're open to them, if you're not open to them, please, you know, you don't have to take anything from me that you don't want. And then she just kind of like offers guidance as she's like, you know, in front of the camera doing like little hand movements or she'll do like some sound stuff to like, and she's got like, I'm sure a good setup. So it's like got multiple microphones. So it sounds like it's by your right ear or over by your Uh left ear. So it sounds like it's like moving around your body a little bit, even though it's just a YouTube video. It's really relaxing. And so when I'm struggling to sleep, that is one of the things I'll reach out to now is this Reiki by proxy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I will like usually try and pick like something because she's very active. So she's got lots of 
videos up there and it'll be like you know along the celestial whatever's happening in the moon cycles or whatever is going on so i'll like try and either do something that's particular to the current time or if i'm like really frustrated or i feel like i'm you know in whatever mood that i'm in i'll try and find something that matches that to be like letting go or i need to like or manifesting or you know like something that's matching where i am in my world and it it's nice i like it that's very cool yeah yeah so yeah, by proxy, distance Reiki is just as effective as in person. Is it just as effective or is it not ineffective? <laughs> I mean, we can't measure that, really. We can't so. measure that. Yeah, it all depends on your openness to receiving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like that's the, a good way to say it is like your openness to receiving is like she's there sending out messages and guidance. And then, like, that helps me open up my own mind of like, okay, let me think about this differently. Or mm-hmm. let me just, you know, like stop and receive for a little bit rather than me trying to like work out a problem. Like I'll just receive yeah. whatever energy that she created while she was making this video three weeks ago or whatever, but it's now like in this video and I'll just receive whatever energy I can get yeah. through my she's, phone. She's just transmitting energy. She's yeah. channeling universal life force energy. But it's interesting to me because like I just referenced, like she could have made this a year ago and I'm like, is the energy like still in, like in the physical form? Does it exist in that video that I can like, but I guess like, I don't know, it's an idea, right? Yeah. I don't know, it blows my mind. That's the whole interesting thing about the concept of time. We hear people say it's not linear. Yeah. It's just a construct. And so it doesn't matter that it was made a year ago or three weeks ago or whatever. It's still an energy transmission yeah. that you can tap into. Just like television Just, or a radio show. Exactly. Yeah. You can listen to it later. Pretty cool. Yeah. I will use it on myself a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. As a, you know, somebody who's attuned to the energy and I will do self-healing with Reiki. You can use it like on your plants animals Mm -hmm. i've heard of people using it on physical things like their water Mm -hmm. (laughs) or just infusing energy i've I've had reiki infused candles i feel like i've seen reiki infused like drinks and stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm always like what is that i don't understand like what's the benefit of having like yeah energy in my candle well (laughs) i would presume that because you're then smelling the candle you're inhaling the aroma that that energy then is going to transfuse into your body at the cellular level Mm -hmm. and impact you in that way. Interesting. Okay. I still don't know exactly what that means, (laughs) (laughs) but I guess it can mean whatever I want it to mean. Like I can get out of it, whatever I want. You're physically taking it in. Yeah. And so if that intention of Reiki energy has been infused into it, then if you are open to receiving it as you inhale the mm-hmm. aroma. Right. Let's go back to what you said where you make like a bubble of Reiki mm-hmm. energy. So you said that Reiki practitioners are a channel for mm-hmm. the life force energy. I yeah. listen. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're creating a little bubble of Reiki energy, are we not like cutting off our ties to the universe over here? <laughs> for the people who can't see, I'm like waving my arms above my head. <laughs> like, aren't we like, isn't that where we want to like channel from is from like the ether? And then move that into our person or animal or whatever. But if you're in a bubble, you only have like a finite amount of life force energy, right? Yeah. So the bubble isn't cutting you off from anything. It's more creating like a shield around the participants. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. In order to 
create like a space where you can clearly focus the energy between the people participating instead of it being dispersed or dissipated because you know there's no bubble right so okay it's not like cutting you off it is universal life force energy so you're not cutting yourself off from the universe and the channel instead you're more directing it into this container it's like a funnel it's a funnel yeah okay. it's creating direction containing that energy focusing it in onto that container now how rich is this reiki guy what was his name Swah oh. something <laughs> you sweet you sweet <laughs> did he make a lot of money off of this i am guessing no okay <laughs> because i have this book called reiki universal gift of god's healing love all right like a training manual on reiki it talks about in this book you know the history and origins and there was uh, some major devastation where like an earthquake hit and 140,000 people were killed in that. And so he used it more as like a community outreach healing thing where he just wanted to help people who were injured, impoverished, would have down on their luck to promote healing and help them transcend whatever difficult situation they were in. So he was more of a... How do I say it? Like a, just a healer who wasn't really using. But was he charging people to learn thing. how to do it? Um, I'm just thinking about how it's grown and how yeah. like. So I'm always slightly thinking about the scam side of the wellness community, right? Uh, like the scam side of like, here, let's make you a teacher, and we can like just charge you ten thousand dollars, and now you know how to do it. <laughs> and it's really just more the scam part. I don't think those were his intentions. Yeah. Because you know, he was a follower of Buddhism. You know, he True. Okay. channeled this as like a sacred gift from God. And then he his intention was to share it with as many people as possible in order to help them receive the healing that he did. Mm -hmm. Because at that moment in his life, he was down on his luck, you know? Right. And so then he's like, wow, I received this healing and now I want to go out and share it with as many people as possible. He wasn't in it for the money. Right. And I believe one of his people that he shared it with then brought it to the Americas. I think her name was Takata. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't think there was that intention behind his practice. Okay. I'll take your word for it. But it is good to have a healthy level of skepticism. You yeah. Know, when... Well, no, I mean, there's a fine line between wellness and cult. Yeah, so that's, that definitely is. That's where I always try and make sure I'm watching is like, how cult-like is this? And yeah. how wellness is it? How much is it like actually concerned about well-being? And how much is it about like a bottom line? About yeah. money or control or power? Yeah. So. Yeah. And to get your Reiki training, depending on obviously who you learn it from, it's not that expensive. Right, like, right. I not a ten thousand dollar container. No, for step one. Yeah, I think the first levels one and two were maybe like I don't remember, maybe three hundred dollars or something. Right. And right. then Reiki Master was like a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah, that is. I mean, for the wellness world, that's pretty affordable. I yeah. Think. But then you know that's the master. It was like a three day intensive. Mm -hmm. Where the practitioner, you know, deserves to be paid for their time. And Absolutely sharing of their wisdom and holding the space and all of that so it's yeah. pretty intense 
going for the master training. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an affordable thing. It's not inaccessible mm -hmm. by any means. And I'm sure you could probably find someone who would do it for less money. Right. You know, this all depends. Right. Okay. But you have to find the person that, you know, you really resonate with, that you want to receive that wisdom from. Is there any, like, on the cultural appropriation track... Yeah. Is there any like discussion that you've heard being that you're in the space, the Reiki space, you've been in there, you've learned the things. Is there any like attention to the sensitivity of like this is being taught to non-Japanese people or like, tell me more. Do you know anything about this conversation? Yeah, I've heard a little bit about that. And in Reiki, they say it's not based on a religion or a set of beliefs. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just this universal life force energy that can be used by people of different religious affiliations. I've heard of people, you know, obviously started with a Buddhist, mm -hmm. but then there's, for example, it was then adapted into Christianity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is like universal life force energy. Anybody can tap into that mm -hmm. and access it. Then you don't necessarily need to have Reiki training. Well, and also it doesn't sound like this comes like culturally necessarily from Japan. It came from a Japanese person, but it's not like embedded in like their Correct. ancient culture that traditions yeah. that families have been it's practicing over time. Like it's more just it happened to be a man in Japan that downloaded this information and decided to share it with the world. Yeah. Which yeah. I think maybe is the difference on cultural appropriation type thing. I did talk to this one gal who told me about energy ethics. Ooh, I want to hear more about this. Yeah, it was the whole idea around like, it shouldn't necessarily be this thing that only certain people get to have access to, you know, it should mm -hmm. be free for everyone to. Well, the thing that I think about is where the money's flowing. Mm -hmm. So if this is nothing to do with Reiki, we're just on yeah, a yeah. cultural appropriation kick now. But like, it's not about people having access because like Americans, white Americans can have access to all sorts of energy healings, but who's teaching it mm -hmm. and who, where's that money going? Is the money going back into the community that's been doing it traditionally for years, centuries, whatever, or is that money going to another white American who learned it a year ago? Like, and then you have to take into account like how, how do I say this? You have to take into account like the ways that that white American maybe is exalted and allowed to practice these things, whereas all the barriers that someone who is an indigenous person to a different country met a lot more barriers and wasn't taken seriously mm -hmm. because they were excited about this thing they wanted to share and people were like, oh, you're like crazy person, whatever here. But then when a white person comes out and does it, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, let's all do this. This is fun and exciting and new and trendy now. Mm -hmm. And so making money off of the white privilege of people will listen to you versus the people over here trying to make money off their indigenous traditions you know yeah it's not about access necessarily for the but for the people the customers it's more about like where does that money go mm -hmm. who is it feeding yeah yeah that's yeah yeah and there is like a large like body of institute reiki institute or something like that that puts out like materials for training and things like this and you can become like a licensed member of this institute and mm -hmm. you know have access to their materials and 
get listed on their site and all this right. stuff, but I'm not a member of that because those very reasons, like, I don't think that one person or one group or institute, whatever, should mm -hmm. own the rights over this universal healing energy yeah. that yeah, anyone yeah. should be able to. Right. That we should all have access to. Yeah. And yeah. I do want to clarify too, on my earlier point that like, I don't think that white Americans aren't allowed to be energy healers or anything. I just think there's an extra layer of like, what are you doing with some of that money? Like maybe we're donating to, you know, indigenous charity that is like helping whatever, like, or maybe you're working specifically to uphold other, you know, like people of color or women of color, energy healers, like, you know, making sure that we're more cognizant mm -hmm. of how we use the skills that we're learning that aren't necessarily from our culture. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. So I don't want it to sound like I'm like, no, white people aren't allowed to do that stuff. <laughs> we are absolutely allowed to like partake and get access to and even teach if we want to. But I think there's a level of responsibility. Oh, absolutely. To be yeah. cognizant of our role. Yeah, yeah. That's why, um, you know, our friends does and Antha, mm -hmm. also energy healers, Black women, they really focus on the BIPOC community and mm -hmm. sharing their gifts with that community first and foremost as a priority. Yeah, yeah. Bringing healing to those people, which is beautiful, wonderful. And I think that that should be more accessible. Yeah, Those absolutely. types of healing, those communities definitely need that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all need it, obviously, but like they've definitely endured a lot more. Mm -hmm trauma than we have in, no argument here yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is in a lot of ways so so i i love that that's their focus mm -hmm. and they create those spaces and share that with their community yeah but all of that to say it sounds like reiki is not an ancient cultural tradition and no. so it's maybe less susceptible to the cultural appropriation conversation yeah which i didn't know until this episode yeah. <laughs> i'm recording yeah. right now i assumed because i knew it was had japanese origins. uh origins yeah. thank you yeah and i just assumed it was something more ancient than it is yeah it's not that old honestly yeah it's not that old but because it is so effective and it's meant to be like part of a, a holistic healing plan, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily going to cure anything, mm -hmm. but if used in conjunction with, like I see it uh, popping up more and more in like hospitals mm. and places like that, where people, you know, go in to receive a surgery and then uh, part of their healing experience is then receiving Reiki. It just helps to promote overall well-being and speeds up the healing process mm -hmm. by releasing any blocks that somebody might have because they're scared or stressed or things like that. So it just helps to kind of like fiber. It's like fiber, fiber is yeah. not going to cure you of anything, but it helps a lot with your digestion. Uh, that's right. That's right. So it's kind of just like a a fiber intake. Yeah. For yeah. your soul. <laughs> <laughs> it's a complimentary yes it's a supplement <laughs> yes 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 that makes things work easier yeah it can accelerate physical wellness alleviate pain bring peace to agitated minds while balancing the body's energy system and bringing it into a state of well-being i like that yeah oh. so yeah it's gentle non-invasive and helps people to have the experience of feeling safe and unconditionally loved mm, love that yeah Gotta have that love. Anything else you wanted to touch on about Reiki before we wrap up? 
I think it's pretty awesome and that people should experience it if they're curious about it if mm -hmm. they've never tried it before it definitely will not hurt you yeah. <laughs> it can only help you if you are curious about it you can do what I am doing currently which yeah. is go on YouTube and find there's all sorts of by proxy Reiki practitioners out there absolutely that'll give you a little taste of it and then you can either be like absolutely not this is weird or you can be like maybe I'll find someone local that you know is doing it in person and that can be your jumping off point but there are free options for how to experience Reiki yeah if yeah. you're curious just experiment with it it can only help well I think that's all for our Reiki episode please don't forget to rate subscribe whatever the platform that you're on allows you to however it allows you to interact with our show please yeah. do that you can find me on Instagram and threads at carrie.m. And you can find me on Instagram at hi.vibes.heather. And yeah, we would love to have your rating, review, DM us. Chat with us. Give us feedback. Slide into those DMs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, have a wonderful whatever day that you are on listening to this. Enjoy your day. We'll see you next time. <laughs>